good to find dolls. So you hear Uncle Jerry in the background, Jerome Powell. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to title this my first time trading FOMC. I'm pretty sure I, um, my dad and I might have traded him. But like I said, there was so many things going on that to us it was probably just another day. I don't distinctly remember having traded FOMC before. So when I tell y'all, so I am in the po- I am in the positive. Let me walk you through what happened. Now the last one, I I did three trades, and the fourth trade I got into, I figured I had enough time. And when I when when they were saying like, oh, it's gonna be volatile, I'm like, yeah. Spy moves like molasses. So if it moves fast, it's just gonna move like honey, right? When I tell you that last trade, I almost pooped myself because I was around the twenty um, percent stop loss, which I think for um, spy is kind of okay. Some people like uh, in the uh, in the one of the groups that I'm in. They like to do 10% profit, 10% losses. I have found that with SPY, as long as you have a good entry, you know, it really will test that 20%. And I took a screenshot of it where it will go to like 20%.32. So for me, my new stop loss is 21%. I think what's important is that it's so cool because I did my own uh, Fibonacci retracement. And I mean, it traded those levels again, like yesterday, like a glove. So much so to the point that when it has, where it has the zero, even though we kind of um, were testing, I guess, what would be this level here? Is it going to let me show it? No, it's not. Um, it, it went right up to that. And, but. When I tell you, it's like if you've ever, it's kind of like imagine getting your eyebrows waxed and everything is warm and juicy and then they just yank it off. And so it happened so fast that it psyched me out and I was going for 20% profit um, and I thought I had time before the FOMC call because I'm like, you know, whatever, it should it should fill a gap because I was waiting for it to fill a gap. Long story short... I, I went ahead and removed it to 10% because I'm like, you know what? Let me not be greedy. Listen, as soon as I changed it to 10%, kid you not, kid you not, it went up like freaking, if I say like 100%, I want to say like 100%. Some insane. Yo, I don't know why I keep insisting on coming on here with gum in my mouth to talk to y'all. So now I have to spit it out. Let me see. Let's put it on here. So, yeah, that's basically how my day ended. I You can hear I'm in Team Bull, te, eh, team bull Trading. Um, so they're in the background. I really like their um, setup, and I think part of it is maybe I understand it better, too. So, you know, they're professional and not too much noise going on. And, and I've I've learned how to kind of, like, navigate the chat area, too. So... I think what got me before, if you ever signed a, a chat, like a Discord, is it's really cool if they have the live, live trading chat. And so you can hear the people trading. Um, They have 10 traders. 
And so you're going to want to be familiar with each person. And here's here. Let me go into my my first trade of the day. Okay. And real quick, when you are in discord, if I were you, I would stay out of the chat because um, that's where all the noise comes in. And so what you want to do is look for the trades that your person um, talks about on their channel. That's going to help you reduce a lot of the noise a lot. Other than that, it gets fun. Like now I can handle it because it's like sell it all today. You know, funny stuff like power hour with this cat going kamikaze and stuff like that type of a thing. But that can kind of help eliminate the noise, especially if you're new. So with that being said, um, I've been following, I, I want to say, so I follow um, uh, Jay Dunn. Um, Brandon Trades, and they say they have 10, but I, I don't know what the channel is for the... Well, actually, it is posted on their site and stuff like that, but I at, for this point, I just... I resonate more with um, Jay Dunn, Brandon Trades, and um, Grizz, Grizzly Trades, right? And so it was... I thought I heard him say, Google... So I got into a Google call, but I remember I was looking at it and I was like, why is he trading this far away out of the money and stuff? And so I went ahead and, and placed the the trade. And then um, late, like two minutes later, he's like, no, 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 you guys, I'm in Amazon. And I'm like, Fuck. so I was like, I looked at Google and it was still good. You know, it was still like a good entry, but I was like, you know what, let me just do 10% on that one and it hit 10% in like let me look at my notes here do, do, do. I want to say in like eight minutes eight no eight wait eight it hit in 10 minutes um and I got 10% there and it actually moved way up I could have probably gotten the 20% but whatever so I got into an Amazon put because um, I thought he had said a Google put. So I got into an Amazon put and that one made more sense to me. And so then that one, I did the 20% and that one I got in and out of the trade. Let me see. So I got in at 6.58 and I got out at 7.45. So just under an hour for that trade. And they were joking about it because it was like a two hour scalp. <laughs> it should have moved quicker. Um, and so, okay, cool. No problem. I was happy because I made $5 on the first trade, um, $31 on the second trade. And then on the third trade, um, we did a put on, Q oh, I did this one by myself. So the first two were kind of guided. One was a mistake. The third one I did, that was on me. So I saw that QQQ was filling a gap. And so I, um, I told my, my, uh, one of my coaches, um, the new person that I'm trading with. And I'm like, look, QQQ is filling a gap. Uh, and she's like, did you take a put? And I'm like, no, because I was so nervous and stuff. And y'all know I still have a little bit of anxiety from last Thursday. And so I went ahead and placed a put. I placed a put at 7.55. And it sold at, I want to say it was um, less than five minutes. I want to say it was less than seven, five minutes. So I did a put on QQQ and I did a 20% profit and that gave me $31. And um, 
I also heard like when Jaden was talking like on the first contract that it was a 40, the first candlestick moved to 40 cents. And so I was always curious about that. So with the QQQ, that one moved about 65 cents. So I understood what it looked like on the chart. Um, and I moved to a smaller time frame, like to the two minute time frame. Um, another interesting thing too, a lot of you know that first thing in the morning, I like to look at the top five companies on the S&P and look at their weight. And today we had Google move to the upside to slot number five and Tesla move down to, to number six. Um, and so, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Um, make sure to put the FOMC. And like they said, you guys, I think that it's, it's one of those days where, you know, got into some trades early in the morning the last one, the last trade, let me tell you the time. Yeah, I want to say, was it like at 8? So I still had time. Like, I thought I had time until 11 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. Oh, yeah, I I placed the trade at, I want to say, 8.55. Yeah, 8.55, baby. Let me tell you. So that was 9 o'clock. And I'm like, yeah, I have time until 11 o'clock because the other other contracts I had been getting at ooh oh snap it is falling y'all time I'm recording this is 12:06 you know what 12:30 it's going to uh, it's definitely going to have a pullback i really think it's going to fall below the 455 i'm going to get off of here and see if i can do a put it basically 12:30 um that's when contracts expire i talked about this before I'm just going to probably try to place a put. Oh my word. So it is basically re, you know, closing out all its gains and stuff like that. And so, yeah, those were some of the takeaways. Look at the first candlestick. Look and see how many cents or dollars it moves. And then when you place your trade, it kind of lets you know like, oh, okay, it only has to move 60 cents or 65 cents. And I'm talking specifically about like... um that one was on QQQ. So I traded outside of my normal, um, traded Google, Amazon, QQQ today. Um, or wait a minute, was that Spy? You know what? I think that was Spy. I think I was looking at QQQ. Oh, that's why. Because when I made a note to my in the chat... Oh my gosh, you guys. And people are making money off of these puts too. Um, oh, another thing you wanted to learn is... Um, so the greats from both of my trading groups, um, they talked about, you know, is Jerome Powell going to be dovish, dovish or hawkish? And so um, by now you're probably familiar with... Whoa! Oh my gosh. Those puts, y'all. Printed puts. Everybody got paid today. People who made calls got paid today. People who had puts got paid today. Excuse me. Um, so um, dovish is the equivalent of being bullish. And hawkish is the equivalent of being um, bearish, I suppose. I don't know. I, you know what? That doesn't even make sense. Because to me, when I think of dove... I think a hawk is more kind of like um, fast moving. I don't know. Maybe maybe it had to do with like, is it going to move slower? I'll have to look it up. Let me, let's just do that. 
Woo, these puts are printing, y'all. Um, let me get off of here. Is there anything else? We talked about my stop loss. I'm going to keep my stop loss closer to 21%. Um, really like that this was day two of me doing the Fibonacci. And like I said, um, the levels hit like a glove. Um, I, I got to recognize the patterns, like the head and shoulders forming. Um, survived. I got, basically it's like, you know when you're out on a boat and all of a sudden there's turbulence? Like that's how it felt because I got caught in that call. And it started to flick up and down and wake up and down. And like I say, like that feeling of like you're going to poop yourself because it just like the floor just drops out from under you. And so, like I said, I just second guessed myself. I could have gotten my 20%, but I didn't want to risk it because I didn't want it to go to like 15% and then wick all the way down and take me all the way out. So... I was like, you know what? You shouldn't have even been in the market when FOMC meeting was starting. So just get your 10% profit. You already made, you know, your 20% on the other trades that you wanted to. And just call it a day and end in the positive. So I'm glad I did that. You know, I'm not going to beat myself up about if I could have, should have, would have. Because you just never know. And I really would have hated to be on the other side. Because if I had lost my profit from... The, um, you know, uh, the last trade I took would, it would have cost me $168. So, and that would have wiped out my $67 profit, you know? So yeah, that's my day y'all. Um, stay green, stay lean. Oh, I, I, I've said this before. Um, I'm going to start actively looking for other women to trade with. Um, I still, I like team bull trading. Like this is my third day trading with them. The first day I just listened and I got familiar with how, you know, who is where and where is what. And, you know, I think it's important that you also understand because here's the thing with, um, what I was saying earlier with, with Grizzly's trade, when I course corrected, cause I heard him say Amazon. Google first and he was actually in Amazon, it made more sense because it was closer to the strike price and that made more sense. And I was like, okay, okay, okay. That makes more sense. I could see where the setup was, whereas with the other one, and I, I have to beat myself up for that one too, because I blindly took the the call and stuff like that. Um and stuff. And then he's going to later on today, he's gonna talk about his trades and stuff. So I'm just gonna listen out for what made him add those trades i think the um so yeah and when i talk about um me wanting to have something for the ladies listen even if you want to meet me in, over in team bull trading day three like i said it's good clean energy safe space um respectable they know what they what they're doing and again i think that the biggest thing is if you're in a signals group you know or i guess it, it Sometimes they call it a signals group, but it's really a sense of community for real, for real. I think even in the other um, young lady that I'm I'm with, we're just talking each other through stuff. And this was crazy, too, because um, the mentor asked us, like, what are we looking at? And I was like, oh, I'm in this. I'm in this call. And so one of the young men, he got in on the call. And so I had gotten into where I was able to be like, I think, was it like 13 percent down? And he decided to tap out. And so um, I stayed in the trade 
and decided to take less profit, he got out of the trade, repivoted, and then wrote it all the way from the bottom, bottom, all the way, like pretty much up to the top. And he um, recouped whatever he had lost earlier today from taking my call and went up to 73. So he lost $14 and then gained back $73. So total profit of like whatever the math is. Let me pull out my super bright pink calculator. So he made 70, was it like 73? 73 minus 14 that he lost. So he made $59 on that. So it's important, like you have to learn yourself. Like I said, he still made profit even though he pivoted. Um, I stayed in the trade, but I I I know that with spy, um, it's it can easily move twenty percent, and so it just makes me think like for the the person who's exiting her trades at ten percent, you know, um, I I wouldn't mind taking ten percent profit on certain things, and even five percent, like getting two contracts and taking out five percent, um, profit. But I feel like. That is, in a way, forcing her to make, like, really A-plus high-probability trades. Like, you really have to know your stuff because when it draws down, if it draws down 20%, like I said, I could have lost my trade because I tapped out at 20%. When really mine um, takes... What happens is when you... I think that um, looking at the Fibonacci retracement tool, it, like I said, it fits like a glove, okay? And so a lot of us are hitting on those levels and it makes it so much easier for, for you to see it. Matter of fact, when I take a picture on this thumbnail, um, I don't know if I'm going to use the FMOC one um, with the calendar on there since this is my first day trading FOMC and I wanted to share that or if I'm going to take a picture of this one, but you can see the head and shoulders forming on there, right? But um, I think you have to know your... ETF or your whatever stock you're trading as well too. Maybe she trades something that's slower, you know, um, and doesn't pull back as much. But um, like I said, um, so I noticed and I took several screenshots at several times and it kept taking, um, it kept going to 20.32%. So a lot of people who had set their, their um, stop loss at 20% and we're, remember, we're entering in, leaving at the same time, especially when you have those F, uh, those Fibonacci stuff. So a lot of people that had set a stop loss got tapped out. And so mine is a little bit more manual um, and stuff. And so then for me, it's going to be 21% moving forward, you know. And at that point, I'm just going to be like, you know, it's op- definitely going in the opposite direction. Um, and, and that's what I would say about that. And so, but... This is not the first time, like, I I actually have, I think it's still on my phone, Um, just about every day I get a notice saying, hey, your contract is down 20%, and I'll sit through it, and then, like, can't you not, like, five minutes later, ten minutes later, boom, you have taken profit, you hit your target, contract sold at 10%, 20%, whatever I said, so, again, um, but I think that, I'm going to close out with this. You, if if you have a bad setup, <laughs> you being down 20%, it, it's not, you know, so I think that the Fibonacci retracement tool really definitely helped. 
Um, I set it to the previous day's highs and lows. And then when I was listening to the gentleman, they went from Monday. So today's Wednesday. They went from Monday's highs and lows, um, from the from the lows of Monday to the highs of yesterday. And so our our margins are off by just a little bit. Um, but yeah, let me get off here because they're they're saying they're seeing an H pattern, and I need to I need to go get ready for. I think I'm, I'm gonna take a a put. But yeah, y'all, so that those are my thoughts. I would say don't trade FOMC if you're like new, new. Like this is your first year because when they tell you volatility, it's like your older sister telling you like, yeah, it's going to be this, that, and the third. And when you go through, you're like going through the pits of hell on a roller coaster in a raging sea of water. And especially if you're trading SPY and because it moves slow, you're not going to see it coming at all. I promise you. I just regret, you know, that I was caught in that trade because like I said, it really, <laughs> it was like, oh my gosh, you know, I've mentioned how I used to trade, sp I tried trading SPY, I mean, um, gold and gold moves really, really, really fast. So I went from, you know, just coasting and moving with SPY. I figured it would pick up a little bit, but when I, when I promise you, it just like, in split second, it wicks down, like split seconds, like all the way down, like 20, 30% down. Matter of fact, <laughs> I was reaching for my computer to change my, replace my call when it went down to 22% and then it dropped down to 30%. And I mean, I was just reaching for my laptop. So it's that volatile. And, uh, you know, it, can you imagine it again, if I had tapped out, it would have tapped me out at 30% and then taken my prof and then, I would have still ended in a profitable trade, but you gotta <laughs> know what you're doing. All right. All right, y'all. Love y'all. Talk to y'all later. Bye.